Spring is a big time of the year for state FFA officers. It's a time of year when state conventions are held, when one state officer team retires and another is elected. But this year's state conventions were a lot different, of course. Like most other events that attract large crowds, the conventions had to be reimagined for 2020 and held virtually. It was a tough pill to swallow for many FFA members, and state convention season is a time for celebration. Nonetheless, new FFA state officers were elected, and they're just gearing up for their year of service during this historic time. Welcome to the Young Farmer Podcast. I'm Chris Torres. This week, I talked to the Pennsylvania and New York State officer teams about their plans for the next year and how these future ag leaders will remember this historic time. I split them up into two separate recordings, so today you'll be hearing from the Pennsylvania State Officer Team. We have a link on the episode page for more information on this year's team. I also have a story on the American Agriculturist website with photo slideshows of every newly elected state officer team in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, so check that out when you have a minute. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Pennsylvania's FFA State Officer Team. Thanks for listening. We have a group of special guests today on our American Agriculturist Young Farmer podcast. We have the 2020-2021 Pennsylvania State Officer Team. How are you all doing? Good. We're good. Good. All right, awesome. So we're going to go ahead and go through, starting with uh, starting with Makara Anderson, who is the president of this year's team. Makara, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Okay, wonderful. Bakara, can you just go ahead and give me um, just a little bit about your background and what chapter you come from? Of course. So I'm from South Central Pennsylvania in the South Central region from the Southern Huntington County High School, which is also the name of my FFA chapter. I grew up on a farm where we raised about 75 sheep of four different registered breeds, and that was my project all throughout high school. Okay, wonderful. All right, Cody Lehman, the vice president of this year's team. Hi, Cody. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Hey, doing good. Why don't you go ahead and give me a little bit of background about yourself and where you come from? Sure. So I live in Luzerne County, um, but I went to Central Columbia High School in Columbia County, which is the next county over. Um, I did not grow up on a farm, uh, but we always raised animals. We've always raised pigs, uh, rabbits, goats, chickens. Um but my parents own an Agway store, so that's where I spent most of my time in my FFA projects, uh, working with customers or working in the warehouse. All right, and next up we have Secretary Jessica Herr. Jessica, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. So Jessica, um, just go ahead and give me a little bit of a brief background and what chapter you come from. Sure, so my name is Jessica Herr, and I'm from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, which is in eastern Pennsylvania. Um, I went to Lampeter Strasburg High School, which is the Garden Spot FFA chapter. And in Lancaster, I live on a small dairy farm with my parents. Cheyenne Bastion Brown, who is this year's treasurer. Hi, Cheyenne. Hi. You get a brief background and chapter where you come from? Yeah, so I actually live up in the northern region in Bradford County. I went to Canton Junior Senior High School, and I was involved with the Canton FFA chapter. I'm actually a first-generation FFA member, so none of my family have been involved before. And most of my time is spent in the local dairy farm surrounding my county. Next, we have Elena Harrell, the reporter. Hi, Elena. Hi. How are you today? Good, thank you. All right, just go ahead and give us a little bit of a brief background and chapter you come from. So I'm from the Little Dutchman FFA chapter at Anvil Cleona High School, which is in Lebanon County. We are about 15 minutes from Hershey, where they make the chocolate. 
Um, and I live on a pig farm with my mom and dad, and that is where my love for agriculture began. The Sentinel this year is Emily O'Brien. Where's Emily at? Hello. Hi, Emily. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Emily. So my name is Emily O'Brien. I come from the Bedford CTC chapter in Bedford County, but I graduated from Everett Area High School. I grew up on a little farmette, not a lot going on, just a few goats and a donkey. <laughs> and I grew up across from a dairy farm, so I spent some of my time going back and forth between those. And last but not least, we have Emma Musser, who is this year's chaplain. So, Emma. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Good morning to you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Emma. So, my name is Emma Musser, and I come from eastern Pennsylvania from Lancaster County, where I went to Elizabethtown Area High School and was active in the Elizabethtown FFA chapter. I did not grow up on a farm, but I kept my livestock animals at my grandparents' retired chicken farm and showed livestock along my siblings and cousins. And that's really where my love for agriculture began. How has it gone so far? I know this is a year unlike any other for everybody. So how is it, uh, how's it gone so far? Uh, this is just her speaking. And I think I can say on behalf of my team that we are so fortunate to have been together for a lot of this. Um, we've gone through various training sessions that have been hosted by National FFA. Um, and like I said, we've been fortunate to be together as a team, getting to know one another um, and planning a lot of fun activities for our members this year, even though it will look a lot different than all of us had anticipated. Can anybody elaborate a little bit on what some of those activities will look like this coming year? So as of, this is Emma Musser, and as of now, we're not really sure when we will be able to meet members in person or have in-person activities. So we're planning everything virtually for now and kind of going from there. Um, and then hopefully we'll be able to adapt those and change if necessary, if we're allowed to meet in person. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So I guess my next question would be, you know, given this given this entire situation here, how has it affected each of you personally? I can go first. This is Makara Anderson speaking. I think, so I'm in college and um, all of my college courses were put virtually there. Um, I think it was about the second week of March. And that was a huge change because, you know, all throughout my educational journey, I was used to going to school in the morning, whether that was high school or college, and having a concrete um, uh, image to be right in front of me. Like I was in a classroom, I was with my professors or teachers, I was with my classmates, and then that completely changed. And I'm definitely a person that likes to be around other people, and I like to interact with other people, and so not being able to have that interaction was certainly different. But I do think that all that time at home gave me the opportunity to reflect on all the things that I am grateful for and really allowed me to have an appreciation for the little things in life that we so often take for granted, such as that interaction in our classroom. How about you, Cody? How has this experience affected you? Um, I know something that we've been talking about a lot as a team is that um, we just kind of have to play the cards we're dealt. I mean, none of us uh, chose to be in this situation, and it's really not how any of us wanted to spend our year or uh, what we expected at all. Um, but I think we really are just trying to make the most out of it. And that's something that I've kind of had to let go of. Um, I know in my head I thought, well, no, I really don't want to do it that way. You know, like this is what I was hoping for and this is what I was looking forward to and expecting. And I think I kind of just have to remember to step back and say, um, you know, we, obviously we can't do that. Um, we're just going to kind of have to make do with what we have and, even though we're not able to give that same in-person experience to our FFA members always, um, just remember that we're still here to serve them and make the most out of this year. 
How about you, Jessica? How has this how has this situation affected you? Sure. So this has really, um, like some others have mentioned, made me reflect on some relationships that I have with people. Um, and I've learned how important relationships are and important um, people are in my life. And I've also um, learned to be super grateful for the agricultural industry because I think each of us have seen how essential it is especially during these times. So I've been so thankful to have been born and raised in this industry and also have the chance to serve members who are part of this industry this year. Cheyenne, how has this COVID-19 experience affected you? So as most of my prior teammates have said, a lot of it was just come and go. So it was very exciting to go ahead and do all this process in a different way, in a newer way. But it was also a little bit disappointing for everyone at the same time because we weren't really prepared for what we were going to have to do and we weren't sure what the future looked like. But all in all, I think personally, it just affected me in a way of like getting closure with prior relationships and getting to spend a lot of time with my family. How about you, Elena? How has this affected you? I think the biggest thing that the virus has affected me through is making me appreciate my family more. Um, I was spending a lot of time at home, obviously, since we were quarantined, and I'm an only child, so it's just me and my parents, and we spent a lot of time with family game night, family dinners, and that just made me realize that regardless of what's going on in the world right now, I still have my family, and um, as we got elected on this team, we're starting to grow into a family as well, so knowing that we all have each other, no matter however this year goes, is really important to me. Emily, how about you? Um, I would have to say that I found myself in a constant state of comparison with other teams when we were elected that like I was almost jealous of that they got stuff that we didn't. But I think we have to remember that this is a year that we can make the change that we would like to see in this organization and it's something that we can do different. And I also discovered that I have really weird baking habits. Like I made a <laughs> Right at like 11 o'clock at night. So I'm just like discovering things about myself again that I just have an appreciation for like the time that we're in now and to be appreciative for what you have. Late nights baking with Emily. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and Emma, lastly, how has is, how is this situation affected you personally? So I'm not going to lie to you. I really enjoyed quarantine. I was able to spend time with my family, and my sister's going off to college this coming year, and so it was really special to just have that time with one another and really just invest in our relationships with each other. Um, I was given more time to just get back into doing what I love. I got to paint a lot and do a lot of art, so I really enjoyed that and just having time to step back from my life and just kind of debrief on everything because my senior year was really crazy. I was always on the go doing lots of things. So it was fun to just have some time to breathe. Um, it has been disappointing. We did, most of us had to have a, an adapted graduation ceremony. So that was disappointing. And having to run for state office virtually was challenging. But it's been fun. And we're going to have a great year ahead because we have each other. So I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. Well, you know, as you know, state convention was held virtually this year, last month. Um, obviously, the, the prior officer team really put that together. But can you talk to me a little bit about your experience, you know, attending, virtually attending state convention and what that was like for you and what that was like in terms of uh, in terms of your election as a state officer, as a, as a member of the state officer team? Um, McCara, do you want to go first? Sure. 
So it was certainly different. Uh, normally, you know, you're underneath the lights in the Bryce Jordan Center and the music's playing and uh, you have members from all over the state, all around you, and um, really just the whole feeling of the state convention is there. And so watching it virtually was definitely a lot different because we weren't in that moment. But I do think that the prior state officer team did a great job of still trying to make that feeling happen for all of us, even though we were sitting at home watching it. And also from the standpoint of being a state officer candidate, although it was different, I really appreciated the fact that the past state officer team realized that even though they have to deliver it in a different format, their mission is still the same. Mm -hmm. And so all, our whole process of running for state office and being elected, even though it just flashed our pictures across the screen, we still got to experience that moment and that special for us. Actually, before this podcast uh, interview, we were watching us getting elected um, just as a rerun to uh, bring those feelings back. So it's still <laughs> special for us. So even though it was virtual, I think it still has a lot of meaning individually to each of us. That's wonderful. How about you, Cody? Uh, well, I think Makara really kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, it definitely was different, but like she said, I think the last year's team did a great job, um, especially going into something that we've never done before, that we've never had to do. Um, I think they did a great job. And like she said, when we were running for state office, um, I wasn't very excited, to be honest, about having to run virtually. I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, but in the end, I thought it, I kind of went into it thinking, you know, it's going to be awkward having to use Zoom. And it was, but I came out of it and um, was really kind of surprised at how well the whole process was set mm -hmm. out um, and how organized it was. And I think, like she said, I think they did a very good job um, when they announced the officer positions of still keeping that suspense, <laughs> um, even though we weren't in the Bryce Jordan Center with the lights and uh, they still had the suspenseful music um, <laughs> and really kind of kept us on the edge of our seats waiting to hear the names announced. Jessica, how about you? Sure. So um, I think each of us can say that it was a little bit disappointing to learn that state convention would be held held virtually this year, um, but it was still so exciting to get to watch the convention sessions online. Um, they had countdowns every single day that we were anticipating for convention to start. And as a state officer candidate, there was a little bit of um, disappointment that we wouldn't get that moment if you were elected to run across the stage and meet your team for the first time. But like my teammates had mentioned, um, Mr. Brammer, as well as the previous team in the nominating committee, did a great job of creating that suspense and um, creating the same um, experience as it would be if we were in person, just on a virtual setting. And my teammates and I can all agree that it was a crazy experience. And the moment that our names are read, it was so emotional and exciting and truly something that our team gets to hold in our hearts forever that no team ever has experienced before. And so that's something really special that each of us will carry with us. How about you, Cheyenne? So going virtually, it was really hard. Um, uh, some of us actually experienced very testy internet connections <laughs> during our time of running for state office. But at the same time, I think moving connection, moving the convention online was a different experience. Personally, I got to share that with my mom, who had never gone to state convention before. Sure. She got to watch it with me, which was something that we wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise. So just being able to share that with people who didn't exactly understand why we were all so excited for convention, why we were disappointed we were going to miss it. It was 
a newer experience for them also. So we were able to broaden our horizons in a different way. Emily, how about you? What was what was it like attending the virtual convention? What was that like for you? So right before our announcement of who the new state officers were going to be, my entire neighborhood lost the internet connection. Oh. Uh, we had to... You have Comcast? Adapt, overcome. That. <laughs> and so we had to set up a little... We used the data through our phone to get it working, and luckily I was able to get on. But it was still, like, the same emotions. I was still, like, really nervous. Like, I was already crying because I thought I didn't get it, which is fine. But um, we were... It's nice to be able to go back and watch that because we're always told to never lose that feeling of Mm -hmm. shock or that you can't believe that you're actually here because once that feeling sets in, you know that your year is coming to an end. And I think it's a nice thing to remember that we were all put here for a reason and that it's a nice reminder that we can all go back and continue to watch our virtual convention over and over again. And I think... I agree with Cheyenne that my family got to watch it this year as well. So they could kind of get the insight of like what what was really going on at the conferences. And stuff. How about you, Emma? So like Cheyenne and Emily both said, it was awesome to have that experience with my family. When they were announcing the names, my family was all around me. And then they were the first people to give me hugs. So that was really special. And it was fun to just have that moment with them, a moment I wouldn't have had otherwise. And while they were unveiling the names, it was like 100 people were on the Zoom call, and everyone's camera was off. So when they were about to announce your name, you got a little message that popped up uh, asking you to um, turn your camera on. So just having that message pop up right before they said your name was a crazy feeling, and it was really surreal. So it was a different experience, but like everyone said, it meant a lot to me, and it was very special. When did you all actually meet in person? Like, when was the first time that you that you folks actually got together in person and and met each other? And what was that like? This is Emily. So we met. You said two weeks. Like two, two weeks, weeks. Two yeah. weeks after we were. Two days. Two days. Oh, two days after we were elected. <laughs> we went and we got to see each other, and it was like kind of surreal. Like we kept saying, like, can you can you believe this is happening? And mm-hmm. we all were just so like in the honeymoon stage of everything uh, that we were so excited to finally be able to see each other and like make those personal connections with each other again. Well, like for the first time. And we also got to see the old team too. So it was like kind of a, a sad moment, but like a happy moment of saying goodbye, but also saying hello. Um, This is Cheyenne speaking, but just to bounce off of like what Emily said, we're actually very lucky because we're going through the state officer summit right now and we're meeting state officers from around the whole entire country mm-hmm. and some of them have never met before like they've actually only gotten to zoom together wow so just wow. knowing that we got to meet two days after being elected is absolutely crazy because not very many other people got to experience that so where are you at right now it looks like you're in some sort of barn or something where where are you at right now <laughs> <laughs> This is Jess speaking. We're actually staying in an Airbnb um, in Lancaster County. Um, like one of my teammates mentioned, we're our, we are completing the State Officer Summit, which is kind of a training for state officers hosted by National FFA, and that is online. So we're lucky enough to be here together. Um, we all go in separate rooms and we're on our Zoom calls, but throughout the rest of the day, we get to be together, which we're so thankful for. Um, we're using this time together to build relationships, plan for this year, and each of us 
I think, can agree that we're so excited to be together um, and spend time with each other and know, learn to know each other better. So we are winding down here on the interview, but I just wanted to go to each of you personally and just ask you, you know, um, what do your future plans look like? I mean, what 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 do your future endeavors look like? What do you what do you want to do? Why don't we start with Makara? Sure. So I will after my year of state office, I will be entering Penn State and continuing as a junior. And I'm an animal science, business and management option major with an agribusiness management minor as well as a wildlife and fishery science minor. And my plans have certainly changed a lot uh, throughout this year. Um, I had my goals set on possibly going to law school, and then I realized that I don't think that that's necessarily the right path for me. I have an internship this summer with uh, the Racetown Lake, which is through the Army Corps of Engineers. And I absolutely love being outdoors. I love being amongst wildlife and educating people about conservation. So I think I see myself either going into the business aspect of one of those organizations that's dealing with wildlife and conservation or possibly a career with DCNR or the Game Commission or maybe the Army Corps of Engineers. How about you, Cody? Uh, after my year of service, I'm planning on attending Penn State University to major in plant science. Um, and I'm not 100% sure what I would like to do with that degree. I uh, definitely would like to do something related to plant and soil science, uh, whether that looks like um, working for somewhere like NRCS as a soil conservationist or working as an agronomist. Uh, so I'm really trying to kind of keep my options open and use this year as a way to explore different career opportunities or paths and um, just kind of see where it takes me. Wonderful. Jessica, how about you? Sure. So my future plans um, are a little bit undecided. I'm truly using this year of service to explore more areas of the agricultural industry that interest me. I have a lot of interests ranging from ag business to ag policy. Um, so I'm hoping that this year can give me a little bit of a better idea as to what I want to go to school for um, in the future. Cheyenne, what are your plans after after this year? So the plan kind of changes every other day. <laughs> Right now, I'm going to be attending Penn State University at their main campus to major in agricultural education and minor in political sciences and soil sciences. The ultimate goal is to go ahead and be an agricultural lawyer at the United States Department of Agriculture or Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture. So I was even thinking about going into the political side of things and actually being an ag representative. How about you, Alina? So following my year of service, I'm planning on going to Penn State University to major in agribusiness with a minor in communications. I'd love to be able to market and advertise for an agribusiness, but I also know that this year of service could definitely change my mind. So I'm definitely open to any job within the agricultural field. Wonderful. How about you, Emily? So I'll be attending West Virginia University and... <laughs> I'm going to do a major in agribusiness and political science with the end goal of being, I want to run for the House or the Senate at some point, so I want to do that. I just don't know where in my career I would like to do that, if I want to do that right after I get out of school, and or I want to work for a lobbying firm first. So either way, I kind of want to do something with the agricultural industry and lobbying, and then you know, maybe run for president. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Um, how about you, Emma? Well, I wish I could tell you that I had a plan like the rest of my teammates, but um, I'm considering attending Penn State University for agricultural sciences, but I'm also looking into majoring in art education. 
I love art and I love that part of my life. And I think teaching would be a great um, opportunity for me. So I'm just looking into that. But like many of them said, I'm taking this year to really explore my different career options and find where in the agriculture industry I want to be if I want to be in it in the future. So, you know, I just have I have one more question for you. And again, we'll go in order, Um, you know. I'm really, I'm really curious, especially from the from the members here who do not come from an ag background. I also did not come from an ag background, interestingly enough, but I found this industry and I fell in love with it, and it's a, it's been wonderful for me. Um, so I'm just curious, you know, what what excites you about agriculture? What excites you about agriculture, and what, um, you know, what what inspires you to want to, you know, continue in the industry and want to, you know, pursue a career in the industry, Makara? So for me, it is a family legacy. Uh, my, As far back as I can remember, my family has been involved in agriculture. Typically dairy farming is what my family did for the most part, but uh, my siblings and I definitely branched out between horses and sheep as well. But I also love that within the agricultural industry, there's such a community. I think when you go anywhere that's um, agriculturally based, there are people that are just so willing to talk to you and so willing to share their stories with you. And you can't always find that in other industries. And I understand that the agricultural industry wants to speak out and wants to be a community with even those that don't understand agriculture. It's not like we're just a closed industry and we only talk to each other. We want to have that community sense with everybody else. And I just love uh, being a part of that community and sharing that with other people. How about you, Cody? Um, so while I might not have grown up on a family farm, um, my family's business sells a lot of different agricultural products. Um, so that's always kind of been something that I was involved in uh, from a very young age. Um, but I think what excites me about agriculture is that uh, during this year, um, there's been a lot of things going around questioning what businesses are considered essential. Um, that's really a question that a lot of people have been asking. And I think that it's proved more than ever that agriculture is essential. Um, it's really something that none of us can live without and that we're all dependent on. And throughout my four years in high school, being in FFA and agricultural education, uh, it was just really kind of inspired me to want to give back to that industry um, because that's something that we all need and that um, we're all dependent on. How about you, Jessica? What excites you about the industry? Um, something about the agricultural industry that is so exciting to me is that it's so multifaceted. Whether it's the gas that you're putting in the, your car, the food that you're eating, or the clothes that you're wearing, um, everyone is connected to agriculture in some way, and the industry is ever-changing um, to keep up with technology and other modern-day um, inventions, and I just think that that's so exciting. And similar to what Makara mentioned, I also believe that the agricultural industry truly brings people together. I've seen that in my personal life with my family, along with my experiences in and the industry in a larger scale. And I love that it's ever-changing, um, and there's a community built up of people that want to support each other um, and also educate the consumers and public about what the agricultural industry has to offer. Cheyenne, what excites you about the agriculture industry and wanting to make a career out of it? So being a member that joined with absolutely no clue of the difference between like a cow and a heifer or any idea what agriculture was in the beginning, uh, I like the fact that it's very diverse in the sense that it reaches everyone in some type of way. Many people wake up in the morning and they don't understand that agriculture is a part of your daily life. And I feel like educating the public about that and also seeing the fact that farmers are also educators in a different way is a way that agriculture can go ahead and expand in the future. Interesting. How about you, Alina? Something that I love about the agriculture industry is that it's family oriented. Obviously, family is something that is really important to me and 
some of my best memories of my childhood were on my family farm with my family. And I also really love the hard work that is behind agriculture. Um, my dad was a first generation farmer and just seeing his journey in agriculture and all of the work that he had to put in to make our family farm run is just really interesting and intriguing. And knowing that he did it for our family the whole time is really special to me. So that's my love for agriculture. <laughs> All right. How about you, Emily? So I'm a strong believer in practicing what you preach. And I like to say that you need to be the change that you want to see. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are misinformed of what the agriculture industry is. And I would love to help spread the word of like what we truly are and like what our morals and our stands are or our points are and that we truly are working for everyone and not just like we're not selfish we're not being selfish in the agriculture industry that we're truly just wanting to help others and i would like to share that standpoint to with others if i can speak <laughs> oh that's very well said and and last but not least emma what makes you excited about the agriculture industry like elena said i love that the agricultural industry is so family oriented Growing up showing livestock alongside my sisters and cousins is something that was really um, instrumental in my life and really something so special to me that I really appreciated. I feel like I wouldn't know them half as well if I hadn't had all that time in the barn with them or bonded over agriculture with them. And I also love that everyone I meet in the agriculture industry is so um, accepting and so helpful and they always want to build each other up and work with one another and just strengthen the community. Um, and so I just I love all the people I've met and all the connections I've had and all the relationships I've built from the industry. Well, awesome. Well, guys, we're winding down here, but thank you very much for joining us on the Young Farmer Podcast. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, from from everyone here at American Agriculturist, which is just me and uh, <laughs> everyone from the larger Farm Progress Company and Informa uh, Informa Media, uh, you know, we, we definitely uh, wish you the best in your year here. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a memorable time, so you'll definitely remember it for the rest of your life. So thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to Mike Brammer, the Pennsylvania State Officer Team Advisor, for helping pull together this interview. It was a really enjoyable time interviewing these future ag leaders, and uh, we definitely wish them good luck in their year of service. My name is Chris Torres. Thanks for listening.